Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm excited to be back with you this week and I'm bringing what will hopefully be a really juicy topic because it's all around failure. And look, failure is one of those words that people can kind of just immediately contract when they hear it. It's like, oh, and I think that really speaks to this sense that we all have this innate knowing of what failure is and what it means to us and and what it feels like, okay? Because failure is something that as humans, we all encounter at some point. You know, even if you think back to when we were, I don't know, what, 12 months old, we're learning to walk. The first thing we do is we fall down, which is kind of like the very definition of failure, right? So it's something, it's an experience that can kind of pop up in our life that can kind of permeate our life as well and almost act as a little bit of a shockwave to us when it happens, whether it's failed relationships or or jobs or, or something around the home or, you know, however big or small, we're all familiar with this sense of failing at something. So I want to kind of go a little bit deeper into this today because there is a really great school of thought out there. And I know this is something that's really practiced in in the corporate world. And obviously a lot of the mindset coaches talk about this too, which is failure as being something that brings resilience, something that when you really kind of stand back and you can break it down and we can look at the lessons, look at what worked, what didn't work, we can really take that learning forward and do better next time. So there's this idea and this sort of thought out there that that failure brings resilience. It also brings lessons. It also brings learnings, which I I totally agree with, by the way. And and I think there's even like this kind of concept of failing forward as well, which I know is really popular in organizations as well. So I, I, I agree with all of this. I really do. And I want to talk about failure as being something that helps us shift our identity and helps us really pull back the the layers and the masks, the persona masks that we wear every single day that tell us who we are, what our identity is. I think failure really confronts that sense of identity we have. So that's kind of where I want to angle this episode today because absolutely failure can bring resilience and lessons and learnings and all of that sort of stuff. But it also brings this incredible opportunity for us to explore our sense of self and who we really are at a much, much deeper level. Okay. So this is kind of where I want to go with this episode today. All right. And also I kind of just want to say up front too, that like I was saying at the start of this episode, it's not just you that fails. Everyone has experienced failure, which is why it is such a jarring and such an emotionally charged word, because we all understand what it feels like to fail or to not succeed at something. And I also feel as well that The reason why we can all so clearly relate to that is because so many of us are walking around with this sense of success or failure that is dependent on the external world, that's dependent on our parents' views or our, you know, our our spouse's views or society or or our company or or whatever, our business. We have this idea and it's really common, okay? 
We have this idea that our success or failure as a human is dependent on external factors. So I want to kind of incorporate this and explore this a little deeper in today's episode as well. Okay. So just to kind of wind it back a little bit. All right. The term failure, um, I actually looked this up before. I can't claim that I just knew this off the top of my head, but <laughs> you know, the, the Latin root of the word failure is actually falere, which means to stumble or to trip. Okay, which I think is really apt given that I gave that example earlier when we're 12 months old and we're learning to walk and we, we stumble, we fall over because, you know, we don't have our bearings at that age. All right. And it's kind of this concept of something that continues to permeate our life that can come through in shockwaves and can really be jarring to our nervous system as well when we don't succeed at something, when our illusion or our fantasy of success kind of fails and falls on its head. All right. Um, so it has a really strong role to play as well. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about this. So even from the time that we're 12 months old and learning to walk right through to our adult life where our relationship may break down or we go through a divorce or whatever it happens to be, failure has a really strong role to play in ensuring that we have a very healthy, well-adjusted, well-adapted ego. And when I say well-adjusted and well-adapted, I mean an ego and a persona mask because we all have one, okay, that can allow us to adapt to life, that helps us function in the world. And in fact, Jung spoke about this. He, he mentioned that up until midlife, our sole purpose is to develop a really strong, healthy ego, an ego that allows us to function in the world, allows us to essentially survive. And it's when we get to about midlife, usually he sort of says it's around the age of 35 to 40, um, obviously the definition of midlife is kind of a little different these days because we're living for so much longer, but you know, it's really at that point that we start to go on this journey. We're called to this journey of doing the shadow work of discovering who we really are. And I know in popular culture, that's often termed as like the midlife crisis. And that's when people go and get the sports car and, you know, they, they get divorced and they find a younger spouse and like all of this sort of stuff, you know, the kind of the crazy stereotype. But actually, when you peel back all of that fluff and all of that noise, what's happening is so many people are being called to examine who they really are. Okay. What do they stand for? What is their deeper meaning? What is their purpose? And it is such a powerful time of life if you willingly engage in it. And part of this willing engagement, I feel, is really looking at and examining your failures, uh, not just the failures that have, have been and gone, but, but also really taking the lessons from those and understanding you know, who, who am I really? What really is success and what is failure to me? Sports cars and all that sort of stuff aside and where your kids go to school and what suburb you live in and what you drive and da 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 none of that really matters. And I think really so many of us who actively engage in this transformational journey at midlife are really called to examine our failure, but also look to define, well, what does failure actually really mean? Is it true what I've been told failure is and what it looks like? Is that true for me? And so I think it starts to call into question all of this sort of stuff that's, that's happened in our past, but also how we want to exist in the world going forward too. But if we kind of step back again and we kind of look at just failure, remember I said at the start of this, it's like failure can be such a constrictive word. It's like we just feel it and we kind of go, oh, I don't know if you kind of feel that, but 
it really does create a visceral reaction. And, and the reason is, is because failure comes with all of this emotional baggage attached to it. It comes with the shame. It comes with the depression, the anxiety as well, sometimes too around it. But ultimately what, what failure causes us to do is start to doubt our worth. Okay. We doubt our worth. Our confidence tends to be, to be knocked right down as well. And it can, it can even shatter certainties, things that we thought we could rely on, things that we thought we knew, okay? It can shatter all of that. And this is why I really think that failure is such an incredible teacher in terms of the power and the magnitude of this energy when it comes into our life, whether it's big failure, small failure, whatever. It has this real presence and this potency that can really strip us bare. Yes, it can cause us to doubt our worth. Yes, it can cause our confidence to shake and it can fill us with shame too. But really it's because it's puncturing our ego. It's puncturing our fantasy. It's puncturing the fact that we think we got it all figured out. Because again, remember, we've spent 35, 40 years developing a really healthy ego. We think we know what's what by the time we're 40 years old, okay? And then suddenly, hey, guess what? Bang, failure comes and shatters that illusion. So I think failure can be one of these incredible energetic calls back to yourself, back to examining, you know, what is it that is really important to me? How am I looking at failure? And who has told me that failure needs to look a certain way? Okay. The embarrassment and the frustration and everything that goes along with it. It's so emotionally charged, isn't it? And if you think about all of this, if you think about the the puncturing of our ego, the shame, the, the shattering of the certainties, the lack of confidence and the doubting our worth and the embarrassment. All of these are ego functions, okay? It's our ego making sense of an event, of an energy that's come into our life, okay? That is one of the ego's main jobs is to create a story, right, around what's happened and make it mean something, us humans are incredible meaning makers. We really are incredible at this. But it's not the ultimate reality. I'm going to say that again. It's not the ultimate reality. It's not the ultimate reality because our ego and our persona, the mask that we show to the world, the lenses in which we view the world, are not the ultimate reality, okay? This is where starting to get that higher perspective around our ego and what we're making something mean about our success or failure in the world is not the ultimate reality, okay? We are a human having this ego function, meaning making experience of an external event. We are not the external event. And we are also not the meaning that we are making of the external event. Got it? So this kind of leads us to a fork in the road, okay? This leads us to a fork in the road when we start to feel into our sense of failure, what we're making it mean. We essentially, we have two choices, okay? We can go down the first kind of path which is essentially where we become a little bit traumatized by failure, where we can actually develop like a failure complex, where we think we're stupid, we're idiots, we don't know anything, we can't do anything right, see, everyone always leaves me, see, I can't hold down a healthy relationship or a healthy job, see, mm, this just reinforces everything I already knew about myself, okay? And we actually start to 
we start to actually take on the failure as part of our identity. And oh, like I can just, I can feel the emotion rise in me as I talk about this because I see this so often in my coaching practice. I see people taking on this sense of failure. If something doesn't quite work in their business the first time, or if something goes wrong in a, in a, in a relationship, there is this ingrained with some people, this ingrained sense of failure that it is part of their identity. But what I really want to share with you today is that you can choose. You can choose again. Okay, you can choose again. So this this kind of this failure complex, the the most tragic part about it is that it becomes almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. Okay, so we fail in a relationship, for example, a relationship dies. Uh, you know, someone leaves us, or we leave someone else, and and eventually that affects our confidence. It affects our self worth. We think, see, we can't, we, you know, we just can't hold down a healthy relationship. We get into that energetic mindset as well. So guess what? The next relationship presents itself and we don't even put ourselves forward into that relationship or we sabotage it or, you know, we, we leave them before they can leave us. And so it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy, this failure complex. Okay. And we sort of start to wring our hands and we think that we are a failure. And again, there's, I mean, there's so much research done on this too, and I can't think of exact examples, but I seem to remember there was this example of um, how failure, this failure complex can actually make our goals feel less attainable. So it was something about like kicking a football, forgive me, I'm going to like totally botch this, but it was basically like someone who had this kind of fear where they'd failed at something before, okay? They'd failed at kicking this goal, like this football goal. They'd failed before they expected to fail again versus the person who actually looked at breaking down the failure and looked at it as, okay, so what can I do differently? Am I really, you know, I'm not taking this on to mean something about me, even though they might've failed to, to kick the goal, they kept going. They didn't have that sense that they would fail again. All right. But there's kind of this difference in, in this attitude and there's trauma. There's all sorts of stuff that goes into this. All right. But the, the trouble with this failure complex is it can make our goals feel less attainable. It sort of distorts our perception of our own abilities. All right. And we can even go into things like perfectionism and, and all of that sort of stuff too, on the other side of the coin. But really this is the first path. All right. And there are factors around why someone will choose that path or think that they're choosing that path. Okay. And there can be conditioning and traumas and all of that sort of stuff too. All right. But what I kind of want to offer is an alternative path, a path that says actually failure, failure is a teacher. Okay. It's not something that you know, our success is, is defined by something external to us. Actually, it's, it's something that we get to define, first of all, but also that it's an incredible teacher for us too. And this is where we start to move beyond the conditioning, move, choose to move beyond the ego mind and the ego function and the ego interpretation of failure, the external definitions of failure and success. And we actually begin to define what this means for ourselves. And so what I'm not taking away from here is the fact that failure will bring disappointment and it will come with the emotions because, you know, we're human at the end of the day, 
And I kind of almost want to advise you to weather that storm, all right, weather the storm because failure will continue to happen even with this higher perspective, okay? It'll continue to happen because we're having a human experience. But it's almost like starting to get yourself to the point where you weather the storm and then you start to call in the support, take the lessons, bring the resilience to it, okay? Because at the end of the day, failure is something where, again, it's, it's, it's defined so much externally for, for us these days by parents and caregivers and society and stuff. But what I really want to kind of encourage you to do through this higher perspective is to stop wrapping up your sense of self in whether or not we succeed or whether we fail or whether we fail. Looking at failure more as that teacher and actually recognizing that failure can open up a whole new attitude, a whole new experience, should we choose it. And again, I'm not taking away from the emotion and the stories that will come with failure. But it's just, again, it's, it's a little shift after the storm comes, okay, a little shift in your perspective to say, ah, okay, what's this teaching me? What new attitude can I bring to this? What are the experiences and the lessons that I can take from this? How has this really built my muscle and my resilience to be able to move forward towards my goals? And even how can I pay this forward? How can I help others? through my lessons and through my learnings and through the emotional resilience that I've developed too, rather than moving into this failure complex where we take it all on and we make it mean something about ourselves, that we are failures, you know, and nothing ever goes our way. And this self-fulfilling prophecy, okay, the invitation is to just sidestep that a little, okay, and shift your gaze and start to look at the opportunities. And so here are some journal prompts for you, okay? The first thing that I think is really worth looking at is what does success mean to you, really? If you think about it, like I was saying before, so many people define success by what job they have, what car they drive, how much they weigh, you know, what they look like, who their partner is, like where their kids go, to, like all of this sort of stuff. But whose version of success is that really? Is it yours? Or is it something that has been passed down to you generationally? Is it something that you can look at and say, actually, that's what society kind of expects of me? What does success actually mean to you? Okay. And so I really want you to ask yourself that, you know, what are your own internal values, your own internal standards of success? And even if you've sort of done this exercise before, you know, we're always shifting and growing. I'd really invite you to, to do it again. What does success mean to you? What are your own internal values and standards? And the second sort of journal prompt is looking at that, that identity piece that I mentioned before. So remembering that failure kind of wipes away <laughs> or at least confronts our persona identity, that mask that we all wear in society, in our families, in our relationships, okay? We all, we all have it. And failure really forces us to confront that persona, who we think we are, our sense of being in the world. And I really want you to sort of think about what are the opportunities that this failure is presenting me with? What are the possibilities 
when I move forward or think of moving forward here. It's forcing you to confront yourself. Who am I really? Not just, you know, what does success mean to me and what are my standards and values, but who the hell am I really? You know, because we think that big failures, like and I, I've spoken openly about this. I've recently gone through, through a divorce. You know, sometimes we think that when we're in the midst of it, when we're in that storm, like I was saying before, we think that it will wipe us out, but it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. So when you think about that and when you think about this innate God-given resilience that we all have to weather these storms, to fight these battles, to, to get through these challenges, what comes through on the other side, the awakening and the rebirth on the other side is so, so powerful. And you can almost get that perspective then to look back and say, oh my God, what kind of person can weather that storm? What kind of person can get through something so dark and come through the other side? Okay. And I'm talking about big failure here. Okay. <laughs> I'm not just talking about making a mistake on a, on a spreadsheet, right? I'm talking about <laughs> like big life failures, but really starting to get and that perspective and shift your perspective around what you're capable of. Who are you really here? What really matters to me? So being able to sit through that storm, no matter how overwhelming it can feel, and it can feel really overwhelming, I get it, believe me. But then, then being able to get to that place where you can find and tap into the curiosity, where you step forward and you answer that call that's often being made. Remember what I said, failure is that energetic intervention. It can be that force that really forces you to sort of look at who am I? What's not working? I'm going to get really curious about that stuff, but I'm also going to take the muscle that I've built too and the resilience and move forward with that towards my projects, towards my dreams, towards my new ambitions, but also being able to call in support as well. And sometimes, you know, because the shame can feel really um, deep when we're going through these big failures, the, the shame can prevent us from reaching out and asking for support. And again, what I would say is just sit with the storm, okay? Allow yourself to feel the human feelings and the, the ego meaning making that you're, you know, that you're kind of applying to it. But then remember that shift, moving into that higher perspective, because we're all on this incredible personal and spiritual development journey, whether we know it consciously and are engaging in it consciously or not. I would hazard a guess that because you're listening to this podcast and you follow my work, you're consciously engaging in this journey, which means we don't just let time kind of move, move us on and we don't just let time heal all wounds and suddenly we'll forget about everything. We're active participants and actively engaging in our own growth. We're examining the meaning, we're asking the questions, we're doing the journal prompts and we're looking at this differently. We're looking at what is our sense of self and our identity at that deeper level. Yes, we're building resilience. Yes, we're failing forward. Yes, we're taking the lessons and the learning, but we're also asking the deeper question around who am I really and what is important to me? So please know that when you think that failure will wipe you out, when you feel embarrassed, when you feel ashamed, or when you feel 
like the certainties that you had in your life have been completely shattered. When you have that kind of perspective, when you can sit with that and when the storm has just passed just a little, okay, just a little, remember that failure can be this incredible divine power and force that wakes you up and that actually calls you forward into a deeper sense of self. So I hope that served you today. And just before I finish up, I wanted to share with you a really, really exciting announcement, which is the doors to my Psychodynamic Coaching Academy are opening in June. And I'm so thrilled to, to bring this coaching academy to you because really the psychodynamic method is one of the fastest ways to guide your clients towards deeper and more sustainable levels of joy and success and personal transformation. But it's also going to take you deeper into this journey also. So psychodynamics is all about how to work with the hidden wisdom of the personal unconscious, the shadow, but also our body's innate intelligence in order to get better results for yourself, your clients and your business too. So the VIP waitlist is opening up this week. So I'll make sure that there is a link in and around this episode for you to, to just click on and find out a little bit more information about the Academy. It's a four month long journey starting in June. I'm so, 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 so super excited. I can't even get my freaking words out because I'm like literally buzzing with this. Like I so am. It's been a long time in the making and you know, this call to really work with people and help develop this new generation of coaches, people who have this incredible psychodynamic method, who can really work with people at the subconscious level, including with the shadow, including with these higher sort of spiritual perspectives as well as the body's innate wisdom as well. Like this is a really unique program. And this framework is going to really allow you to, as I said, go deeper yourself, but also take your clients so much deeper into their own work as well, because we all know that most life coaching certifications work with the conscious mind. You know, they, they, they work with the ego and the surface level thoughts and beliefs and behaviors, which is all really good stuff. But you and I both know that working with the conscious mind alone is not enough to create lasting transformation. So whether you're a coach or a practitioner, already have have you ever noticed that if you're working with people sort of at that conscious level helping them set goals working with the ego what's getting in the way what the blocks are sometimes that despite hours of work and great intentions obviously and being an incredible coach but you know a lot of people and I'm curious to know if you're one of them a lot of people still witness their clients slipping back into old sabotaging behaviors and quite often that's because we haven't quite got to the subconscious root of what's really standing in your client's way, whether that's in the way of their relationships or getting the career they want or the life they want, the success they want to. So this entire program is actually crafted around working with people's subconscious shadow, their emotional and energetic forces. That's what psychodynamic means. It's about working with the energetic forces present within someone's body those hidden forces, the forces that can sometimes be conflicting as well. But we're also going to bring some somatics into this too, because I've found through my own work and working with clients behind the scenes um, and behind the scenes in my own life, 
honestly, bringing the body's wisdom into the healing and into the coaching equation is so incredibly powerful. And when you think about it, the the innate intelligence within our body, the way that we can heal, the way that we can process, when we can tap into that energy, that hidden energy, and we can combine that with working with the subconscious mind of an individual, and we can combine these two things together. Oh my God, I've personally witnessed incredible shifts. My clients have witnessed incredible shifts as well that I've been taking through this process, the ones that I've been taking through this process. And it's just, honestly, I I need to bring this to more people. So this has been the call. This is the sort of the next phase of my work, which I'm so freaking excited about. I really am. But I wanted to just share this really quickly anyway, just to say, look, the, the link to join the VIP waitlist will be in and around this episode. Joining the waitlist is free. It comes with no obligation. But once you're on the list, what it means is that you'll be the first to find out about the upcoming launch. And you'll also get access to VIP savings up to $1,000 in savings, but also added bonuses that are valued at over $3,000 too. But you only get access to these goodies if you're on the waitlist in advance. Okay, so jump on the waitlist. We're going to be launching very, very soon. And as I said, you will receive kind of early bird access to the launch and and get these savings as well. Okay, so I'm super excited to bring this to you. If you have any questions about it, obviously, you're very welcome to email me as well. Amanda at lightpurposeliving.com. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.